listening to Canada's Court, your home for all things Canadian basketball. Here's your host, a man who once took a vegetarian on a first date to Ribfest, Philip Drost. In my defense, there was a second date, so I was a great enough person to go on a date with that it didn't matter where we went. But now it's time for basketball. And today we're looking at a brand new basketball league in Canada, the National Preparatory Association, a national league for high-level Canadian prep schools. And on the phone to talk to me about it is one of the men behind it all, Tariq Speet. He's a national basketball scout for the media website North Pole Hoops and the executive director of the National Preparatory Association. Tariq, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Phil. It's my pleasure. So uh, first off, tell me a bit about this uh, basketball league you've started. Who's going to be playing in it? Well, uh, it's a pretty exciting initiative. Uh, the North Pole Hoops working in conjunction with 12 uh, character programs across the country. Uh, we have representation from coast to coast. Uh, starting, I guess I'll start in the West uh, with BC, uh, British Columbia Christian Academy. Uh, then uh, we have representative in Saskatchewan, which is uh, Notre Dame. Uh, more known for their hockey program. They've produced over 80 NHL uh, players. Now they're building up the basketball side. Uh, then if we move, move over east, uh, we have uh, several programs uh, from Ontario. So in Toronto, uh, you have a, a very, very reputable program in St. Mike's, one of the national powers over the last uh, decade or so, uh, as well as uh, Toronto Basketball Academy, formerly known as BTB Prep. Uh, Ahmed Ali would have, would have been a headliner last year, known for scoring 103 points in one game. Um, then you have the Ottawa program, representing the nation's capital, Canada Top Flight Academy, ran by Tony House and uh, you know, backed by Dave Smart, Leo Routens, um, and, and really, really a lot, a lot going on there in Ottawa. Uh, Central Tech Prep, also in Toronto. Um, former uh, coach is uh, Kevin Jeffers, formerly of Eastern Commerce, which is a very well-decorated basketball program, shut down, and now he's building a new legacy here with Central Tech. Um, and then you've got Prolific Prep North up, up in Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, they will be loaded, first-year program. We'll have uh, confirmed already the brother of uh, Son Maker, Mature Maker, will be in there, as well as a couple other key recruits uh, from overseas. Uh, that will be very high level. Uh, we also have London Basketball Academy. Uh, we have GTA Prep. We have Three Kings. Um, all, re- all reputable people behind them, uh, London Basketball Academy, Angelo Provenzano, longtime coach uh, at the high school level, uh, GTA Prep run by David Cooper, has been involved at several levels, uh, including the pro level out in uh, out east, actually, with the St. John Millrats. Now he's uh, building an um, you know, elite level program at the, at the prep level, Three Kings, uh, with Daniel Yeboa and uh, Pete Cusimano out of Windsor. Uh, they, uh, you know, has over decades of experience in the high school basketball team. Um, and then as we round this thing up, we got uh, Setford uh, out of uh, Quebec, a uh, powerhouse program, will be in the upper echelon of the NPA in year one. Uh, they have a kid, Chris Boucher, that played for them, who's now at Oregon as an NBA prospect to look out for. Um, and uh, out east, we have Rossay Netherwood, a uh, private school program that's uh, uh, been led by Damian Gay, um, uh, very active out there in the Atlantic Canada basketball community and uh, building this thing from the ground up. So that's uh, 12 programs across the country, and I know it was a mouthful, but there's a, definitely a lot of information to take in. 
I actually, uh, in high school, I played against Ross A. Netherwood before they oh, wow. were uh, the at the level they were, they're at now. So uh, if they do well, I can say, look, I, I beat them before. So <laughs> You can take that claim. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll hold on to that one for sure. So there must be a lot of uh, travel involved in this league then. Yeah, there'll be uh, there will be of course traveling uh, as is as is in any any season uh, at, at the relatively high level in high school basketball. Um, you have you know programs always traveling, whether it be to the states, whether it be uh, all around Canada. Uh, what's interesting about this league is that it's a truly national league in Canada. So the difference now is there's uh, uh, structured travel um, pretty much from coast to coast, but also keeping in mind that. Um, you know, these all these programs um, are looking for diverse competition. They're looking to play and test themselves against, you know, different regions, et cetera. That's kind of the difference. It's never really been done like this in Canada before on a coast-to-coast level where, you know, these programs are really, at the end of the day, trying to help these kids get to the next level. As we've seen um, over the years, the Canadians leaving to the States over the last decade, it killing the high school game. So now what we're doing here is, as a community, uh, by and large, we're evolving to this prep level. And and how long has this been in the works? I mean, it's been interesting. Uh, about, I would say now maybe around five to six months. It's not something that uh, uh, was, was planned a year ahead. It was something that happened very organically, uh, where there was a need uh, in the basketball community to do something like this, um, you know, as I mentioned, uh, uh, TBA, formerly BCB Prep, uh, uh, the head coach there, Adil Sahabzada, initially reached out to me and reached out to North Pole Hoops about wanting to spearhead something like this, and then it followed up by several others, uh, including Anthony Otto, a prolific Prep North, Tony House from uh, from the Ottawa Group CTA. So it just really evolved and uh, unraveled pretty quickly to the point where there was interest all across the country. Um, so it was one of those things that's truly uh, a need in the environment, and it, it's kind of developed very organically, and we're proud to be working with, with all these 12 programs. That seems really quick to start up a league like that. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's, uh, it's you know, six months in the making, uh, lots of work to do still, uh, for sure, you know, we want to make sure that it's, it's, it's a high-level experience for everybody. It's a professional environment that we're developing. And, of course, uh, year one will be uh, a learning experience for everybody, uh, including ourselves. And uh, we're, we're just looking forward to the challenge and, and the opportunity to do something that can impact much more than a province, uh, much more than a country, but really give that Canadian flavor on an international level because you will have top-notch talent coming from all over the world to this league. So you found there was there was interest in it. Then what happened? Well, then it was just about, uh, you know, working and collaborating and making calls with existing relationships, uh, you know, with us at North Pole Hoops. Every year, every season, we're working with people across the country. Uh, North Pole Hoops launched in January of 2011, and from day one, we've been a national organization. We've always thought about how do we grow Canadian basketball? How do we, uh, you know, push the bar and... When it came to, you know, the next step, it was very natural because every year, whether there's a league or there's a league, we're on the ground floor. And we're at games providing coverage, evaluating talent, um, you know, connecting talent to NCAA, CIS programs, 
Um, so it was a very, as I mentioned, it was a very natural transition, uh, and it will be a natural transition going into the season. And why is this something you feel is important? What do I feel is important? What, why do you feel it's important? Well, I think it's important because uh, I think all the people involved and beyond have recognized that, you know, high school basketball, it's, it's unfortunately to say it's, it's a thing of the past where elite, everybody wants to play at a higher level. Canadian basketball wants to be taken to a higher level. And if we're going to have a chance as a country, that means we got to provide environments for kids to be successful at the highest level. So they don't always have to go to the States. And then you've heard the horror stories of kids going uh, different places, different schools, and some of them are legitimate, some of them are not legitimate. And I'm not here to judge nobody, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, we know that the pr- programs that we're working with across the country, uh, there is a level of integrity that we want to uh, develop and we want to maintain throughout the course uh, of the year. And so it's important for, ki- for, for there to be an opportunity for kids to understand that the opportunity is real for high-level competition, high-level exposure, and most importantly, Phil, is academics, making sure that these kids qualify to get to the next level and use basketball as a tool. It's a bit much bigger than the game for me. You know, I've been involved uh, for about a decade in the basketball scene here, and I know what basketball has done for my life and how much it's taught, taught me about life. So that's, I think that's the biggest, you know, we can talk about top prospects, we can talk about NBA talent, this, that, and the other, but at the end of the day, this is bigger than basketball. It's truly about developing life skills while using basketball as a vehicle. Now, tell me about that. How has basketball uh, helped develop you? I mean, since I was in high school, uh, I started playing ball when I was in grade three, and since I got to you know high school, uh, it really started. I really started to understand how much basketball was impacting my life from developing good habits, whether that be work ethic, whether that be uh, being on time, uh, uh, trying my best to always uh, represent myself at, at, a, at a high level to whether it's our coaches, uh, our, our teachers, et cetera. And, uh, there's all, all these different characteristics that is built leadership. You know, I was a point guard, and, and I wasn't a high-level point guard, but um, I, I, in the high school level, I was, you know, relatively I could compete against the best. And I just learned these different intangibles, and now – I'm able to translate in this, you know, in this uh, environment, whether this be, it be the league, whether it be North Pole Hoops, um, it's always about developing professional habits. And that's what we try. That's the message that we try to, uh, you know, bring across to these kids, this next generation. Great. And um, for someone who might not understand what these prep schools are like, what these leagues are like, could you uh, explain that sort of? Yeah. So, uh, you know, each prep program has, has one common trait, and that is getting kids to the next level, uh, getting the student athletes, uh, whether that be playing at the NCAA level and making sure that they qualify, playing at the CIS level, and just making sure that they get there. And the word prep is preparatory. It's the National Preparatory Association. So we're trying to prepare these kids uh, academically, as I mentioned, um, athletically, explosively, and having an actual – um, game plan for these kids. When they come into one of these programs, what they're trying to do is go into a situation where everything is uh, meticulous. You're, you're talking about uh, in the morning, waking up at five in the morning, going uh, doing early early workouts before school starts. 
Uh, you're talking about multiple practices, different types of practices throughout the day. You're talking about skill development. You're talking about, uh, you know, weights. Everything is structured and everything is surrounded around uh, becoming the high-level student athlete as opposed to, um, you know, in the high school level, and I, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to any high school coaches because I know there's a bunch of them all over the country doing an amazing job, but sometimes they, they might lack the resources or because they're volunteers, uh, they have, they'll have a tough time really putting in the, you know, the, the full time that's necessary. You know, some of these, uh, these coaches have, have families. So now in this type of prep environment, everybody is, um, you know, dedicated almost on a full-time basis to help that, to help these kids. And you have high school coaches that are still doing an amazing job and evolving into now a sort of a prep mentality or a, uh, you know, prep type of name. Because the truth is, Phil, is uh, prep, uh, prep programs, they've already been in existence in the form of high school teams. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of them, too much to name across the country, where they are... Uh, they are all about about those things, developing the kids, develop, uh, helping them academically, developing them skillfully. So they've been in existence, but now it's a more of a structured approach to it, and an evolution, I would say, of Canadian basketball. Have prep schools become almost necessary if you want to make it to the highest level of basketball? I don't think so. Uh, in all fairness, you know, there's a lot of um, kids that have made it to the highest levels without going to prep school and Andrew Nicholson uh, came out of Father Gates here in Mississauga. You know, Kevin Pangos uh, came out of, out of Newmarket and Denison High School out of all places um, is now getting pay, uh, paid very well to play the game overseas. I believe he was in Spain this last year. Um, and the list goes on. Deshaun Pierre uh, came out of Anderson CBI in Oshawa and Justin Edwards. These guys are all guys that have played at the highest levels. So I don't think that it's necessary, but I do think that the value comes in the form of high-level, consistent high-level competition, meaning that you don't have to go, in this case, have to go to seek um, high-level competition outside of your own gymnasium, meaning that in practices, you are getting better because you have high-level athletes to test, uh, to test the team uh, and test each other to get better. I think the only way you can really evolve as a person or as a player is when you're tested. And so that's, the, that's a little bit of the difference. But in short, I don't think that it's absolutely needed because there are other, other ways to reach that goal as well. Okay. So how will this league compare to the prep schools in the U.S.? Uh, I think that it's very unique because it's a national league. In the States, they do not have something like this. That's an actual national league. Now, the, the, com the comparison would be to what's called the grind session. The grind session is an American circuit where the best of the best come to play. Now, we have been fortunate enough to partner uh, as a league with the grind session, meaning that you're going to all, in addition to all the you know, teams across Canada, you're going to have high-level American teams come up and play on, on Canadian soil uh, as part of the grind session. So it's here in Canada, we have a great opportunity to do something like this because it's, much, it's a much uh, smaller country in terms of population. But when you talk about the, the demographic in the States, it would be very difficult to really go coast to coast in a league format because there's just way too much going on. Um, so that's a little bit that, that's how I think we're going to be able to distinguish ourselves is to really have a true national coast to coast league that uh, has a lot of upside.
And what I'm understanding is it's not going to be just Canadian players coming into this league. It's going to be people from around the world as well. Yeah, so absolutely. You have uh, you know already uh, players from Australia uh, in this league, players from uh, Serbia. Uh, you have, uh, for instance, in the BC program, we, j- we just came, for, uh, came back from British Columbia where we saw uh, the talent there. And you have kids from Poland. You have kids from bah- the Bahamas, Turkey. Uh, so it's, it, in year one already, it will, it will definitely uh, be an international flavor. And it's, it's really caught the attention of uh, media overseas uh, because they want to see how these kids uh, do, how they develop, and how they grow. Will people be able to uh, uh, watch these games anyway besides going to the gym? Uh, absolutely. They'll be live streaming, uh, courtesy of Liverpool Hoops, uh, throughout the year. There'll be a lot of uh, featured games. Um, there'll be a lot of uh, games will, you know, will have NCAA programs, CIS programs, uh, be in attendance to evaluate these kids as well. But in addition to that, we want to make sure we're, we're providing uh, these kids in these programs with the highest level of exposure, and that's where the live streaming will come into play. Okay. And what about a, a Canadian star who's trying to decide between either going to this league or going to the States? What would you say to someone like that? Well, the first thing I'll say is that everybody has a different path. Um, there are multiple paths to get to your goal. And everything is about, just like I tell uh, kids when they're trying to make the decision of uh, going to the NCAA or to the CIS, um, it's all um, situation-based. So one, one thing I would say is that, hey, it's a great opportunity here to play in this national league. Um, it is in year one. Uh, so you're going. a lot of people will see in year two the level and they'll get to make a better decision. But um, if they are, if they have reputable programs recruiting them in the states, you know they do have to consider them because uh, they are legitimate as well, and they are they have a history behind them. Um, so I think that uh, it's important for kids to ask the right questions. Meaning, do I am I going into the right fit? Do I have an opportunity to earn playing time, or do I have multiple? Let's say if I'm a point guard, do I have multiple point guards already at this program? Because you know what, a lot of a lot of programs recruit. They just want the best talent. Period. But what happens is, I've seen it with my own with my own two eyes, where kids get lost in the shuffle and they end up staying on a, on the bench for years. Uh, for example, Shaquan Barrett, who will be playing with Prolific Prep North, went to Finlay Prep for two years, which top-notch program in its own right. But um, he was sitting on the bench for two years now. Plus is that he learned a lot from All-American type of players, one that's an LSU, one that went, ultimately went to Duke. Uh, so he learned certain things from them from the bench. But now he's playing in, uh, in this prep league here with the Prolific Prep North group. And now this is his senior and final year where he's really ready to break out and, and, and be a leader um, and really apply what he's learned. So it's, they all provide different experiences, but p- kids got to really look at what is it what is in the best interest of their situation long-term? How are they going to develop? How Does the program that's recruiting them have a game plan for them to develop long-term, and how do they fit into that game plan? You know, this, these are all things that you really got to consider as a kid. Mm-hmm. And will this league be able to also draw, like, NCAA scouts and that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're going to have uh, NCAA programs in attendance all year long. 
Um, you know, it's really going to be an opportunity for these coaches who we work with already uh, with North Pole Hoops. You know, we, we run a service where we're able to help uh, guide them and, and find the top talent in the country. That's my job on the scouting side, um, along with my partner, Elias. But the thing is, is that these are existing relationships. We want these coaches to be able to come to Canada and watch meaningful competition where they can actually provide a real evaluation on a kid because it's, it's the best of the best. It's top notch. Um, I know we've, we've had coaches come over in the past where, you know, they like the kid, but they're not ready to offer that full scholarship quite yet because they need to continue to track them against higher level. Um, so this is, provides an opportunity for these coaches to come in, evaluate, uh, offer scholarships, uh, you know, continue to track them. And while we were able to keep them in the loop of their development and their progress over the course of the season and the course of the year. Okay. So looking forward, uh, what is your overall dream for this league? That's a great question. Um, honestly, like with the question like that, um, it's, uh, and I've, had, I've been asked these type of questions in the past. I, I really believe that everything that everything that North Pole Hoops uh, has been involved with, at the core of everything we do, it's about impacting Canadian basketball and really giving an opportunity for it to grow coast to coast. Because I've been in the situations where people told me uh, 10 years ago, there isn't any talent outside of Toronto. There isn't any talent in British Columbia and Alberta and Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we've been across the country, and we've seen that there is talent, and they just these kids just need an opportunity. Um, and that's why the tagline behind this league is a nation inspired, because it's have 12 programs here that are you know inspired to do something on another level um, and provide opportunity for kids outside of the province um, and really connecting the dots, building that basketball culture. Uh, these are all things that we hope to be able to deliver, um, really building that culture, building the game. Uh, building a passion for the game across the country. There are a lot of people that love the game here, but there isn't the right structure, the right environment yet to where it can be, um, you know, to the point where all sorts of people are coming out to games through generations and generations and supporting these kids, supporting the game. When there's high-level events or high-level games being played, it should be a packed house. These kids should be able to play in a meaningful environment that develops excitement. And that's something that has, has been missing in Canadian basketball, but we hope to change uh, as we move forward here. You mentioned uh, that 10 years ago people were saying, oh, there's no uh, talent around. What's it been like discovering this talent and seeing that there really is a lot going on? It's been amazing because, uh, you know, we are here at North Pole Hoops. We go by underdog mentality. Uh, we've, myself, my brother Elias, uh, we've always been underdogs in this thing. And, uh, meaning that we never had the opportunity ourselves as players to, to be seen, to be scouted, to be recognized, and to be able to pay it forward in a way where it's, 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 there's change. Um, and when I watch a kid in Newfoundland that we're you know, able to put on the national scene, now he's going to play Division One basketball. Who would have thunk it, right? But, you know, it's a credit to these kids, and it's a credit to their coaches in those individual communities who've done an unbelievable job, and they do deserve that recognition. So to be able to you know, whether it's in British Columbia and Alberta, et cetera, et cetera, identify these kids and now build a bridge for them. Like, it's, that's the biggest thing. You know, I'm a very, very impact-driven person, and that is about, that's, what it's, that's what it's about right there. That is long, uh, long-term impact for these kids' lives, and that's, it's just it's humbling, and it's, it's, ama- it's an amazing thing. 
How long do you think it will be before you start to see the impact of it? I think we're already seeing it. Um, are you talking in terms of the league itself? or? Yeah, the league. Um, I think we're already seeing it. Uh, we're, we're seeing, uh, you know, different teams, different people uh, collaborating with each other, working together as a community. Um, and, and I think that's, Phil, that's a can't stress to you how much that's been lacking in the past where uh, create, to be able to create synergies with different people uh, and do it for the right reasons. Because I've always said there's a ton of great people in this basketball community. Um, it's just now about continuing to collaborate with each other so that we can provide uh, elite level experiences for kids and uh, for the next level. Um, so the impact has been seen so far. Um, very excited here. We're, we're all, we're all our whole team, the, all, all the members, they're all preparing. They're all working hard right now in preparation for uh, tip off in November. And um, it's really going to be, some, it's going to be a special year, but it's, it's, there's a lot of work ahead. Too, so we have to keep that in uh, to consideration. Absolutely. And uh, what would make uh, this first season a success? Um, crowning our first national champion in March um, and being able to have kids uh, gain scholarships for the next level. Um, that's what I'm talking about when I mentioned impact is you have a kid that now does not have to pay a penny for tuition um, and they can go on a full academic athletic scholarship uh, to the next level. I think that would be an ultimate uh, success. Uh, and, you know, everything else that comes out of it uh, would be a bonus. You mentioned uh, crass, cra- crowning a national championship, a national champion. What would uh, what are the playoffs going to look like? Um, I'm going to hold off uh, <laughs> to release that information, um, but it's going to be uh, an exciting setup. Um, and that will, you know, this is a very early uh, early interview, but I do appreciate it, Phil. Um <laughs> One of those things we're going to release uh, release this information as a league uh, in the coming months, um, and you know for anybody that wants to you know follow along with it, uh, they can follow on Twitter and on Instagram uh, NPA Canada, uh, as well as uh, NPACanada.com. There will be an official website uh, launching in the coming months. Okay, and when's the first game? This will be first games will be tipping off in November. Okay. And let me know who uh, who are the players I should be watching this year. Who are the people Canadians should keep their eyes on? Wow, great question. <laughs> uh, there's a lot. Um, I mean, St. Mike's has Danilo DeJuric, national team member, 6'8", being recruited at the high major level. Um, you know, Setford has Quincy Guerrier, national team member as well, out of Quebec. Um, you got um, a mature maker, as I mentioned, uh, you're going to have a couple other Shaquan Barrett that I mentioned as well, prolific. Um, you know, BC Christian. Uh, you've got Keenan Dowell, who just got the MVP of the British Columbia MPH Showcase. He, he's a kid that's completely under the radar, uh, but now is now just pretty much a couple of days after uh, is now receiving NCAA uh, interest. So Keenan Dowell and, and BC Christian, um, AJ Lawson out of GTA Prep. Um, shoot, maybe every program will have uh, a, ne- ne- a, le- a couple, at least a couple next level of players. Um, and, and Ross, say another one because I know you're you're based out of New Brunswick, correct? That's me. <laughs> yeah, so Ross, say another uh, They're going. This is going to be a good opportunity for them to really uh, to, to really use this as, as a as a, a, a springboard. Uh, they will. Uh, they will be. They will be. Able 
compete at the highest level in a couple years, but this is a building stage for them where they could see the competition, evolve as a program, get the kids that, comp- that high-level competition, and grow from it. Um, so I know Damien Gay is working really hard in getting these kids prepared, um, but I did want to, you know, give a lot of credit to him and that program for taking this step with us uh, out of New Brunswick because, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a process, but we're here to support these 12 members within the league to, to ensure that they're, uh, they got long-term success. Well, it should be a, a lot of fun to watch all the games this year and see how things develop. Is there anything else uh, you think I should know? I think we covered a lot there. <laughs> I, probably, I probably talked your ear off over here. <laughs> no, I, I still got my ears. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Phil. I appreciate the, the opportunity to, to speak, uh, and I want to wish you luck with this podcast. Uh, it's amazing to ha- even to have uh, a, a podcast dedicated to Canadian basketball. It just, again, uh, speaks to the growth of the game. Well, it's uh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Tariq Speet, the executive director of the National Preparatory Association. Any thoughts on what you just heard? Get in touch. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Canada's Court, or you can send an email to Canada's Court Podcast at gmail.com. And as always, do me a big favor and give the podcast a rating and a review. That would certainly mean a lot to me. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening.